Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Trying some new things today. Some of y'all might be seeing me out there in uh, Twitter live as well today for Deciphered Spoken Word Series. I really appreciate y'all joining me. This is the second time I'm actually doing it on Twitter. I appreciate y'all who've been joining me on Facebook for these past few months. I appreciate those of y'all who've been joining me on Instagram for these past few months as well. Uh, last week, I, I, I did this on Twitter and asked if something I should continue and people said yes so we're here and that's what we're gonna do so I appreciate you I see you uh uh, loved your legs join I appreciate it on Twitter first person that I'm seeing joining so we're gonna do it y'all know what we do Ali I see you uh mr bring it to me I see you um Lokahi I see you as well I see you oh Marissa's in the house what's going on hope you're doing better than good and and better than most Jake Burton tuning in as well so this is what we do y'all I, I do this show Every Friday, 11 o'clock, and I share a couple of poems. Sometimes I might share one long poem, and then I break it down, which is what the deciphered part comes from. I was inspired by people who were doing art during the, the, the shutdown right now, and I wanted to get out there and share my art as well. So that's what I'm going to do with you all today. I'm going to start off with this with this first poem. Oh, some of the Care Source families in the house. Lakahi, I see you. So let's go down with this first poem, Signs of the Time. Every Friday... Um, Poetry I've been doing has been coming from this book, from the limbs of my poetry, as well as from uh, my CD, Signs of the Time. So I hope some of y'all have been purchasing those. I hope you're enjoying that on iTunes and different spaces. Just type in my name and it's all there. All right, let's get to this first poem. It's called Signs of the Time. We are living in a world faced with war on multiple mental and physical levels. We still got black wars against the police. We still got crack wars in the streets, unemployment at its peak, overcrowded prison cells and present day hells, wars of Jews against Muslims over whether a created state, Israel, wars over Western with Saddam, American politicians arguing over the difference between smart and dirty bombs instead of smart children in dirty schools. I'm feeling like it's me against the world and I'm starting to get ill without even thinking of Kim Jong, though North Korea does have the world spinning up on its axis right now. With these signs of the time in mind, I wake up every day with one burning question, and it takes me no less than 24 agonizing hours to answer. Am I going to die today? I said, am I going to die today? You see, I didn't even bother watching my back anymore because I might get killed from the side today. Or maybe they'll finally get me in nuclear with bombs dropping from the sky today. Or maybe some religious fanatic is going to blow my behind up in a train station after deciding he wants to get closer to paradise today. Hell, I got to wonder if some insane and depressed pilot whose wife just left him is going to fly today. Right into the 13th story of my building where I just called my wife to tell her I got a rise in pay. Or am I going to get hit on some driving while black while driving on I-95 today? Or maybe some crooked cops going to decide that some no good brother's mom's got to cry today? All this while wondering if our leaders are going to play chess with our lives today? Why today? Instead of getting caught up in all that today, I think I'm just going to lose myself in the movement, the moment I own it because it might be time to go. It only takes one shot for cops to release my soul because our community stocked by filthy five old soul. So I decided that I'm going to fight today because there's always just enough time left to be right today. I got kids looking for me to take a stand against wars in Korea, Iraq, and Afghanistan today. And so I got to fight for this world to be safe for we. And you see, this is personal because I don't want my children to see my face next to the definition of complacency. And so I'm going to fight this insane system with all of my might today because it's true that tomorrow never dies. But I might today. 
In the world, our visionaries are becoming so hopeless that they're losing their sight today. And so many perverted priests and pedophiles out there that I got to worry about whether my sons and daughters are going to stay tight today. While our leaders give the rich tax cuts and the poor tax cuts on educational spending, my students, they're expecting for me to do what's right today. Looking down at the end of the tunnel, I woke up seeing the light today. Because get this, nations may blow up entire other nations out of spite today. And though I got my cell phone on, I may not have enough time to call my moms and say goodbye today. Y'all might say that I'm paranoid today, but inhaling historical truths has got me high today. And so now I'm looking for heroines and heroes to help us stop our plight today. I'm even wondering if all the secondhand smoke finally gave me cancer today. So I dialed 911 for emergency assistance, but Bin Laden answered today. You see, I just walk around thinking that something's going to get me. And I wonder why you never ponder if you're coming with me. So you have to forgive me for recounting some of the signs of the time that we live in. Because his ignorance is bliss, I know some of y'all forgot the hell we done been in. Got me wondering if God is really going to be forgiven for all of our sinning, like killing each other in the name of religion. All I know is that I'm going to keep on fighting and never give in. So if I die before I lay my head to sleep today, I just pray to God my soul to keep today. All right. So our first poem today, Signs of the Time. The next poem I'm going to do for y'all, the next poem I'm going to do, grabbing my book here so I can break this one down for you. And my shirt here today, I'm pulling this back so you can see what it says. It says, End the Silence. And this came from the work that I was doing with uh, the Enough Project, and we're doing serious work together as it relates towards ending Congolese genocide. But I always was proud of this shirt because with the spoken word, we need to end all types of silence. And with our activism, we need to end the silence that we see in so many different places. So I appreciate that. So I want to break this poem down. I see your origination in Shaomba. Thanks, Marissa. I appreciate that. So I'm going to break this poem down, and then I got one poem for you that I've never performed anywhere in the world, but it's in my book, right? So you're in for something that has never been heard around the world. But let's break down signs of the time, all right? So I wrote this poem uh, right after the 9-11 attacks happened, and there was just so much going on. I was in Boston at the time, and as we know, Boston got hit, and, uh, you know, Mwadi's watching now, I was in New York, and we, she, you know, we talked at, while she was downtown, and then she went dark in terms of wasn't able to be able to find her because all the phone services went down. So there was a lot going on at that time. And so I said, we're living in a world faced with war, multiple mental and physical levels. Now, remember, this poem is about 20 years old. And the challenge with this poem whenever I perform it is that there are still some things in this poem that are relevant today. 20-year-old poem. We still got black wars against the police. Look what's going on in the streets. Shout out to all our Black Lives Matter activists. Crack wars in the streets. Still got challenges with drugs, whether it's crack, opioids, or whatever it is. Unemployment at its peak. Look at our unemployment. Overcrowded prison cells. Hasn't changed. In present day hells. Wars of Jews against Muslims over whether a created state is real. So I'm playing off of the term Israel and Israel, and we still see what's happening as it relates to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict still waging. Wars over Western of Saddam. Of course, Saddam is not here anymore, but we still have this conflicts over oil. And for those of y'all who are too young to remember, Western was an actual type of oil. So playing off that word there. But I know some of y'all knew that, though. And hey, I see you, Neon Pale. What's up? And so... Wars over Western of Saddam, American politics, is this still happening today? American politicians arguing over the difference between smart and dirty bombs instead of smart children in dirty schools. Schools still getting played. Still, schools still not getting the, the type of attention they deserve. Putting ourselves in situations where the, your schools are still funded based off the taxes, so the poorer schools are not getting the best the resources. 
And it's, it's extremely problematic. I'm feeling like it's me against the world and I'm starting to get ill without even thinking of Kim Jong. Now, of course, Kim Jong-un is, there, is the leader of North Korea now. But before that, it was Kim Jong-il. So I was playing off of Kim Jong-il and getting ill as in sick. Hey, D-Pain, I see you. All right. With these signs at a time in mind, I wake up every day with one burning question. And it takes me no fewer than 24 agonizing hours to answer. Am I going to die today? You see, I didn't even bother watching my back anymore because I might get killed from the side today. And I didn't know that this would be so prophetic as it relates to so many of our brothers and sisters who we're seeing being slain in the streets. But literally, it could happen to anyone at any time. Because I might get killed from the side today. Or maybe they finally get me and you clear with bombs dropping from the sky today. So I'm playing off of the term nuclear by saying me and you clear. So I'm playing off of the term nuclear, referring to nuclear bombs. Or maybe some religious fanatic will blow my behind up in a train station after deciding he wants to get closer to paradise today. I gotta wonder if some insane and depressed pilot whose wife just left him is gonna fly today. And to the 13th story of my building where I just called my wife to tell I gotta rise and pay, thinking about all the families that were lost during 9-11 when, that, when those terrible attacks happened. Or am I gonna get hit on some driving while black while driving on I-95 today? If you just Google while black, the hashtag, look at all of the stories that have come up. Sleeping while black, grocery shopping while black, selling Girl Scout cookies while black, cleaning up things on the highway while black. I was using this driving while black. A lot of us talked about that DWB. We've been talking about that for so long, even before my time. But we mean being born, I mean, but still prevalent today, again, with a 20 year old poem. Or maybe some crooked cops going to decide that some no good brother's mom's got to cry today. Rayshard Brooks. Breonna Taylor. We got to say their names and end the silence. All this while wondering whether I hear I said Bush, but it's, I say leaders because it can be multiple leaders. It's going to play chess if our lives today. Why today? Instead of getting caught up in all that today, I think I'm just going to lose myself in the movement, the moment I own it because it might be time to go. It only takes one shot for cops to release my soul because our community stalked by filthy 5 old souls. So some of y'all may get that cadence that's off of Eminem's track from 8 Mile, uh, Lose Yourself. I flipped it and, he was, and I was talking about how I need to just get caught up in the movement or the moment before it might be time to go. So that's what I was playing off of that when I did that as well. B-Tex, I see you. What's up? So I've decided that I'm going to fight today because it's always just enough time left to be right today. Dr. King said the time is always right to do right. So I'm playing off of that. So I've decided that there's just enough time to be right today. My kids are expecting for me to take a stand against wars in Korea, Iraq, and Afghanistan today. And so I got to fight for this world to be safe for we. And you see, this is personal because I didn't want my children to see my face next to the definition of complacency. I didn't even have children at the time, but I was doing lots of work in schools and working with kids. And so they're all my children as far as I'm concerned, if you're younger than me. So I'm going to fight this system with all of my might today because it's true that tomorrow never dies. But I might today. And when I talked about not seeing my face next to the definition of complacency, I don't want to look at my kids and say I didn't do anything to not change the system. Living in a world where, oh, because to shoot that Tomorrow Never Dies, that was a playoff of the movie. Was it Tom Cruise? Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies or Mission Impossible or one of those movies. But I might today in a world where our visionaries are becoming so hopeless that they're losing their sight today, playing off of visionaries and being sightless. 
And so many perverted priests and pedophiles out there that I got to worry about whether my sons and daughters are going to stay tight today. I'm thinking about the pre-sex abuse scandal in Boston, where I'm from, you know, really broke there. And then other stories started to come across the rest of the country as it relates to that. While leaders give the rich tax cuts and the poor poor tax cuts and educational spending, my students, they're expecting them for me to do what's right today. Looking down at the end of the tunnel, I woke up seeing the light today, playing off of the light at the end of the tunnel. Because get this, nations may blow up entire other nations. Out of spite today. And though I got my cell phone on, I may not have enough time to call my moms today. Y'all might say that i paranoid today, but I'm inhaling historical truths. Meaning I'm understanding history. And inhaling that smoke has got me high today. And so now I say I'm looking for heroines and heroes to help us stop our plight today. So I'm making that play off of words with heroin and heroin. I'm even wondering if all the secondhand smoke finally gave me cancer today. So I dialed 911 for emergency assistance, but Bin Laden answered today. 911, 911. See, I just walk around thinking something's gonna get me, and I wonder why you never ponder if you're coming with me. So you have to forgive me for recounting some of the signs of the time that we live in, because ignorance is bliss. I know some of us forgot the hell we done been in. Got me wondering if God is really gonna be forgiven for all of our sinning, like killing each other in the name of religion. All I know is that I'm going to keep on fighting and never give in. So if I die before I lay my head to sleep today, I just pray to God my soul to keep today. And so I'm playing off of that, old, you know, just a song that people used to sing, you know, before going to sleep and how that um, that's kind of where I'm, I'm ending with that. So that's my first poem today. Uh, thank you, uh, the real uh, Luozo. I appreciate that. So that's my first poem today. I usually do two poems. I see you, uh, Polly4200, joining me on Twitter. Yes, I'm getting my Twitter live on today as well. So this next poem, I am pr- I, I, I'm pretty sure I've never performed it anywhere. So, and if I did, it was like 20 years ago. So this poem is called Rhyming with History. All right? Sage Epiphany, I see you joining me in the Twitter sphere. So I'm going to take my water. I'm going to break the do the last poem of the day. And then I'm going to break it down and we call it a day. And for those that have comments and things, I'm going to hop into the comments uh, as soon as I can, right after I finish this as well. All right. Y'all get out there. I hope this is part two. Rhyming with history. Decipher the spoken word series. All right. Truman once said that the only thing new in this world is the history you do not know. Mark Twain once said that history does not repeat itself, but it rhymes. Put both testimonies together, and it means that those who not, uh, do not understand their history might be doomed to rhyme with it. Now, when I say rhyming, I'm talking about like how unpopular presidents start wars with perfect timing. Whenever they hear that their popularity is sliding, and so history rhymes. From civilizing missions to colonization to international development, it rhymes. From the plague to AIDS, it rhymes. Like endless cycles of genocide, from Armenia to Germany, and from Rwanda to Congo, it rhymes. From Jewish to Japanese concentration camps, it rhymes. From gas ovens in Auschwitz to gas chambers for falsely convicted felons, it rhymes. Like Palestinians and so-called Indians trying to reclaim their land, it rhymes. From regime change in Iraq and Haiti, it rhymes. From disgruntled former United States employees now despising America, Saddam to Osama. Oh, some of y'all forgot that rhymes. From liberators like Louverture and Lumumba turning down Western bribes, it rhymes. Unfortunately, the states of their countries also rhyme, but that'll hopefully change for the better in time. 
Why can't you see that it all rhymes? Like going from Native Americans and smallpox to Tuskegee experiments with syphilis. From African rebel leaders becoming members of government by maiming their way into office. From Thomas Jefferson to Strom Thurmond's black and kept in the closet children. From Lincoln to Kennedy. And from Malcolm to Martin to Medgar. From Emmett Till to Marcus Dixon. From Charles Stewart to Susan Smith. From black niggas to sand niggas in America. From male CEOs to male politicians. Both believing that a woman's place is not at the table but on the table from liberal Republicans to conservative Democrats, from Condoleezza Rice to Janet Jackson, serving as history scapegoats, from Elvis to Eminem, and from rock and roll to rap music, it most definitely rhymes. From Madam C.J. Walker to Oprah, it rhymes. Hell, from Richard Pryor to Dave Chappelle, it rhymes. From Alvin Ailey to Shaumba Yanja, Creating opportunities for colored kids, it rhymes. From Jews in ancient Egypt to blacks in modern day America, it rhymes. But this time, we're going to let our own people go because we ain't asking no more. History just rhymes and rhymes. Like how behind every great fortune, there's a crime. And it could be from the late Frank Sinatra to the late Frank White, but the lyrics are the same. Whether it's from Step and Fetch It to Sleep and Eat, or from Amos and Andy to New Millennium Minstrel Shows, from Birth of a Nation to Soul Plane, it rhymes. Because both films show blacks incapable of properly running businesses, from governments to airlines, from Tammy Terrell to Minnie Ripperton, and from Aaliyah to Left Eye, dying before their time, it rhymes. From Sam Cooke to Marvin Gaye, and from Tupac to Notorious B.I.G., it rhymes. So is a change gonna come? I keep reading history and it almost always rhymes, though I'm still waiting for Milosevic and Kagame to rhyme as it relates to being tried for war crimes. And I'm still waiting for Jewish and Japanese reparations to rhyme with black subjugation. But I know it'll happen in time. And I'm hoping that saying these lines won't cause me to rhyme with assassination attempts on my father, but will only know in due time. You must know that there's nothing new under the sun. So find your place and time. Look back in historical rhymes and see what group or people your predicament rhymes with. See whose style you're biting, whose history you're co-writing, and learn from the mistakes of past peoples before you run out of time. Because the only thing new in this world is the history that you do not know. And history does not repeat itself. It rhymes. That is my debut of rhyming with history. Grab me water here. Now. Hey, Matilda, I see you. Appreciate you joining as well. Now. Because, you know, we all heard. Let's break it down. Because we all heard a term before history repeats itself. And, you know, obviously history can't exactly repeat itself. But there are patterns. There are patterns. And if you don't know your history, you're going to, you know, as Darkest Garvey said, if you don't know what you're doomed to repeat it. But if we understand the rhyme patterns, maybe we can change some things. So let's break it down. Let's break it down. Harry Truman said that. The only thing new in this history is the world that you don't know. Okay. Mark Twain said that history doesn't repeat itself, but it rhymes. You don't understand it, you're doomed to rhyme. Okay, now let's break it down. When I say rhyming, I'm talking about like how unpopular presidents start wars with perfect timing. Whenever they hear their popularity is sliding. I wrote this during the era of George Bush the second. And now we have a president now as well. Hey, Kara underscore one, two, three, four, I see you. And look what, what President Trump is doing and all the things he's doing to distract attention from his declining popularity. 
history's rhyming. From civilizing missions to colonization, I'm talking about how people use slavery as a, as a, as a tool to civilize black people. Same thing with colonization to international development. An industry I worked in for many years. And though most people who work in international development are in it with the right intentions, many people don't see the populations that they're working with as equal to them. And so it's also like almost another form of colonization. Some would even call neocolonization, even when you talk about things like debt and debt relief and the like. Story for another day, possibly. From the plague to AIDS, it rhymes. Like endless cycles of genocide. From Armenia to Germany to Rwanda to Congo, it rhymes. How many times are we going to say never again, never again, never again? Hey, VCR, I see you. How many times are we going to say it, but it keeps happening, keeps repeating itself? Because we have to do the work to be better upstanders and not bystanders. From Jewish to Japanese concentration camps, it rhymes. From gas ovens in Auschwitz to gas chambers for falsely convicted felons, it rhymes. We need to abolish the death penalty because it's not used proportionally accurate. And so people who are look like me primarily are the victims of it. And many people who are getting killed are, are not guilty. Like Palestinians and so-called Indians trying to reclaim their land, it rhymes. Still fighting for their land right now. From regime change in Iraq and Haiti, it rhymes. Look at what happened with our regime change in Iraq. Look what happened with our regime change in Haiti and, and where those countries got from that. From disgruntled former United States employees now despising America, Saddam to Osama. Oh, some of y'all forgot that rhymes. Now, some of us don't realize that before Osama went down the route that we all know, he was actually employed by the United States to help fight, you know, during the Cold War against enemies during the Cold War as well. So and then became on some levels disgruntled. Does it excuse what he did? Of course not. It was heinous and barbaric and, and savage. And there was no condoning of that. But we have to understand his full history in terms of where he came from. And then I play off of Osama, I say, oh, some of y'all forgot that rhymes. Because even with Saddam Hussein, he was convenient to the United States because he kept a certain level of stability in the area until he was of no more use. From liberators like Louverture and Lumumba, Toussaint Louverture in Haiti, and Patrice Lumumba in Congo, turning down Western bribes at rhymes, rhymes. Unfortunately, the states of their countries also rhyme, but that'll hopefully change to the better with time. You know, these countries where the leadership, hey, oh, who's that? Edith Marie, too, I see you. For, you know, for these countries where people have fought hard against these Western style governments and oppressive regimes on many levels, their countries and economies have been destroyed to such an extent that they're still struggling today. And that's why it's still a problem. But some people say I'd rather be free and poor than enslaved and rich. Is there even such a thing? Why can't you see that it all rhymes? Like going from Native Americans and smallpox to Tuskegee Air experiments with syphilis. I'm talking about the Trail of Tears and Andrew Jackson, whose statue should come down, uh, putting smallpox on blankets of people that he kicked out that would be kicked off of their land after they won a Supreme Court judgment to keep their land. But then I transferred over to the Tuskegee Air, Tuskegee syphilis experiment where you have these black men who had syphilis and the government decided not to treat them just to see how far syphilis was going to carry them. From African rebel leaders becoming members of government by maiming their way into office. We see that in too many instances. From Thomas Jefferson to Strom Thurmond, talking about people and their, and their racism, right? And their black and kept in the closet children. These children who are black over the years, people find out that they had different children and people of different descent. Hey, Stan, I see you. So that's the story. From Lincoln to Kennedy. 
And from Malcolm to Martin to Medgar, I'm talking about five assassinations right there. From Emmett Till to Marcus Dixon, from Charles Stewart to Susan Smith. For y'all who don't know, Charles Stewart and Susan Smith are both people who claim that their white family members were killed by black people. And it turned out that they did it themselves. Those in Boston know the Charles Stewart story all too well. And Susan Smith was in one of the Carolinas. From black niggas to sand niggas in America, I'm talking about people of, uh, of Arab descent or people who are, how Muslims in America started to feel after 9-11. They were, I've heard many say like, we feel like we're starting to be treated like black people in this country. And so that's where that term came from. Both are heinous terms. From male CEOs to male politicians, both, both believing a woman's place isn't at the table, but on the table. Shout out to the Me Too movement and all of the work that people have been doing. And I, I hope that the Me Too movement is not something that just becomes a moment, but it has died down on many levels. But the work still needs to be done. And I commend the people out there who are still doing the work outside of it becoming a, a social media hashtag. Right. Uh, hey, Paula Moody, I see you as well. So that's how it also rhymes, because we see it everywhere from liberal Republicans to conservative Democrats, meaning on some levels, they're all the same from Condoleezza Rice to Janet Jackson serving as history scapegoats. I'm talking about how people would use them. Janet Jackson, Super Bowl, how, you know, Justin Timberlake pulled off her bra, but she's the one who got blamed for all of that. You know, Condoleezza Rice became a scapegoat for many people. Uh, you know, they feel like she was providing cover from Bush's policy. So it's very easy to point blame at a woman and the male leadership. Serving as history scapegoats from Elvis to Eminem. Yeah. Um, both using black music, forms of creative forms of music to rise to popularity. Now, Eminem completely admits it. And he said in one of our his songs, I, I, use, uh, I use black music so selfishly. I use it to make myself wealthy. In his other song, I think it's Rap God. He says, here's the math. If I was black, I would have sold half. I didn't have to graduate from Lincoln High School to know that. I mean, he just is very honest about that. And from rock and roll to rap music, both black forms of creative movement. It most definitely rhymes. And so I'm playing off of a song by Most Def uh, called Rock and Roll, or it's a song about rock and roll and the black roots of rock and roll, if that's not the title. Forgive me. From Madam C.J. Walker to Oprah, it rhymes. Black female entrepreneurs, Richard Pryor to Dave Chappelle, it rhymes. From Alvin Ailey to Shaumba, creating opportunities for kids, it rhymes. Hey, Shaumba, what's up? You know, my, my sister is heavily inspired by Alvin Ailey and, and the work that Alvin Ailey and the company have done. And that spawned our company, which is almost 30 years old, called Origination. And, you know, there are many companies out there as well. Uh, you know, I got a shout out to, to, to our own with that, for real. From Jews in ancient Egypt to blacks in modern day America, it rhymes. But this time we're going to let our own people go because we ain't asking no more. I'm talking about the song, Pharaoh, Let My People Go. Got to free ourselves. Hey, Seacox Madison, I see you. Uh, whether it's from history just rhymes and rhymes. Like how behind every great fortune, there's a crime. If you look at so many of these companies, so many of these organizations, they built their wealth off of slavery, off of the destruction of particular of different groups, Native American, Black, Jewish, so on and so forth, Asian, Native Americans, imported people to build railroads and different things. There's crimes behind all of these things, but people just want to talk about rappers getting rich because they might have been drug dealers at some point, which we also don't condone. But it's like, can we have an honest discussion about all of it? Just pick a company on some level and, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Whether it's from Step and Fetch It to Sleep and Eat or from Amos and Andy to New Millennium Minstrel Shows, Birth of a Nation to Soul Plane. Because both films show blacks incapable of properly running businesses from governments to airlines. Birth of a Nation, the older movie, then movies like Soul Plane, which on some level represented some minstrelsy for many of us. Tammy Terrell to Minnie Ripperton talking about these early deaths. 
and from Aaliyah to Left Eye, Dying Before Their Times at Rhymes, from Sam Cooke to Marvin Gaye, from Tupac, Notorious B.I.G. at Rhymes, was a change going to come? So I'm citing so many of these artists that we lost too early, some to medical things, some to violence. And then I say, so is a change going to come? I'm playing off of Sam Cooke's classic song, A Change Going to Come. I keep reading history and it almost always rhymes, though I'm still waiting for Milosevic and Kagame to rhyme as it relates to being tried for war crimes. I believe Kagame has not been responsible. Hey, Asante, Asante, I believe, I see you. Um, I, I believe that Paul Kagame has never been held responsible for what he did to the people in, of Congo um, and his leadership, but he gets still touted by the West, show up in NBA games and all this other type of stuff. You know, Slovodan Milosevic brought, was brought up on trial for war crimes. And I'm still waiting for Jewish and Japanese reparations to rhyme with black subjugation, but I know what will happen in time, making my case for reparations and how we deserve them and other groups throughout history has, have received them as well. And it's our time. And it's not always have to be monetary. There's lots of other ways that reparations can be held, like better schools, community centers, health centers, access to health care, those types of things. But of course, if you built your university off of slavery, like my alma mater, Georgetown, yes, you should be doing the work that's happening right now to make sure that people who are descendants of those people go there for free. All right, let's wrap this up. And I'm hoping that saying these lines will cause me to rhyme with assassination attempts on my father, but will only know in due time. Yes, for those of y'all who know my father, yes, there was um, at least one or two assassination attempts on him for his work, his activism in the Congo and as an international Pan-Africanist. And, you know, you know, just blessed uh, the fact that, you know, he's with us and, and survived those things. Tough guy, as many as y'all know who know him. You must know that there's nothing new under the sun. So find your place in time. Look back in historical rhymes and see what group of people your predicament rhymes with. See whose style you're biting, whose history you're co-writing, and learn from the mistakes of past peoples before you run out of time. Because the only thing in this new, in the only thing new in this world is the history you don't know. And history repeat doesn't repeat itself; it rhymes. And this is also a call to the young activists out there, protesting Black Lives Matter activists and all of that. And people are saying, like, oh, we've never seen things like this before. Like, I don't want y'all to get it twisted. Like, we have seen this before. There have been, there have been multiracial, multigenerational coalitions to fight for change. What's the difference now? We got 24-hour media cycle and we have social media. So don't develop a certain arrogance where you feel like what you're doing is being done for the first time. And therefore, you don't have to listen to the elders and the experiences that they've had as it relates to doing this work. Because there are gems and nuggets that we you can take from them that can help you not repeat mistakes. And to our elders out there, we have to make sure that, you know, those who are elders, I'm not calling myself an elder yet. I mean, I'm older than the young people, but I'm not like an elder. I don't, you know, I'm not claiming that just yet. I, this is a venerated title for me. Uh, you know, you got to embrace the young people as well well and not be jealous because they're getting more attention because of social media and the news and all of that and you know there are many young people who are out there and do want to listen and learn and we can't turn be turned we can't those they can't be turned off as well but at the end of the day my main point is we all have to read we all have to learn you can't lead if you don't read we can't lead effectively if you don't read effectively and efficiently you can't teach what you don't know you can't lead where you don't go and if you don't understand that you're going to end up rhyming with history and so those are my two poems for the day. Appreciate y'all joining me in the Twitter sphere. Appreciate y'all joining me on Facebook. I'm going to hit the comments right after I finish this. Appreciate y'all on Instagram as well. From the limbs of my poetry is where these books, these poems come from. Every Friday at 11, this is what we're doing. 
And we're going to keep it moving. He can hit me up, follow me, or you can download the stuff from iTunes. I got a podcast. You can hop on the podcast, the Upstanders podcast. Just type that in as well. New songs are there. Follow me. Subscribe on YouTube as well. And let's keep the movement going. And always remember to end the silence because silence is compliance. Peace out. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.